Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, Pat Hybin. Okay, go Bundes Brothers, it's time to grab life big and put your money where your mouth is and get signed up for some bucket list adventures in 2017. Here's the BLR, Bucket List Rundown. Indeed, Mr. Smead, the first thing we got going up is Snowwater, British Columbia, hella skiing. The guys that went last year said it was un. Freaking real. Unreal. March 15th to 20th, Snowwater, British Columbia. Then we got a champions only couples trip. If you are a champion, which by the way is 5 million net worth. Is it five? Yeah, I believe. 5 million net worth above. Napa Valley with your wife. Napa Valley wine tasting with your wife. April 20th, 23rd. Then what I got, uh, I also got another champion self-reliance trip, which is uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail at the very last uh, five or six days of it, Mount Katahdin. That's in Bangor, Maine on June 7th through the 11th. Then we got August 17th to 22nd, we got a special fan abundance. Jackson Hole, Wyoming Solar Eclipse. Bring your kids and let them learn about the solar system. More specifically, the solar eclipse that's going to take place and uh, they may never see it again. You may never see it again in your lifetime. Solar eclipse is going to happen on Jackson Hole, August 17th to 22nd. Then we have South Africa, baby. Yes, South Africa. Man, that is bucket list item crazy. You got like seven or six or seven bucket list items on there. Swimming with the sharks. Of course, safari. The volunteering in, in Cape Town, in the ghettos of Cape Town. Just incredible trip planned on that. Uh, September 24th through October 4th. And we're working on a, a the end part of that, adding a uh, couples. If you want to have your wife fly down or your girlfriend fly down for the end part of that and a little special thing on the end, we got that working too. And then, of course, we got the GoBundance Elite Couples Trip. In Placencia, Belize, in uh, a really nice, uh, probably a key right uh, off of Belize in Belize, an amazing couples trip that I, I heard amazing things. A lot of people last year said it was the best trip they've ever been on. So that is uh, November 4th through 11th. Any of these you want to sign up for, you know, reach out to Melanie and just let Melanie know, you know, you're in and she'll collect your money or uh, shoot you in the right direction. So uh, thanks, guys, and uh, enjoy the show. Grab life big. Go, Bundance Brothers. Welcome to Grab a Life a Big. Uh, man, what'd you think of last week's podcast number five? Aaron, he took it to a whole nother level of transparency by talking about his time in the clink man that was uh, uh mark swagger is gonna have to step up his game today to be more transparent than aaron was last week so we are excited today to introduce you to scroll number 
What's girl number, Mark? Six? Wow, I feel like uh, number one, but I guess uh, I'm a little bit after you and uh, you and the three amigos, I think, right? I think we've got scroll number six on the line, Mr. Mark Swagger. I got, uh, you know, you got the three amigos and you got Mike. That'll be four. Maybe you're seven, dude, because uh, you might even be four Yegi and Rock. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I think you were. I think you're, I think you're number five, actually. Yeah, uh, if you can't if you can't Matt Whitney, that's uh, that's where I first met uh, Mike McCarthy and uh, yeah, so me, David, and Tim, and then McCarthy went to Kilimanjaro with us, so I think he he f- slipped in before you, and that's four. <laughs> so I think I got scroll number five on the line. Uh, so, anyways, the fifth person of uh, Go Abundance uh, to join, uh, Mr. Mark Swagger. Welcome to Grab Life, Big Buddy. I am honored and humble. Thank you, Patrick. Indeed, indeed. Let's get down to some nitty gritty, bro. Uh, so let's break it down. What percentager are you? So as of this year, I am a 81 percenter uh, of my uh, total expenses uh, to uh, the amount of passive income that uh, I have uh, on a monthly basis. Sweet, sweet. And so what is your net worth? So my net worth currently is 4.975. Damn! At the end of this year, I'm going to be a champion yeah. member of GoBundance at 6.1. Osborne's got to personally allow you into the champions, buddy. You can't just be a $5 million net worth and get in that easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you let me know what I need to do, and I'll, and I'll, I'll fly you, over, he'll I'll let fly you over know. to <laughs> And then uh, what's your horizontal income? So horizontal income uh, this year is one seventy two eight hundred. Sweet, sweet Nelly. And what's your vertical income? Vertical is one fifty five. One fifty five, and that's a salary from your company, right? Yes, that's what I consider salary. Indeed. And then what about your LHI, your life happiness index? What's your average there? So average is 7.6, and I plan on being over 8 by the end of the year. Way to go, buddy. Build yeah. some some happiness, and we'll talk about how you're going to do that next. But uh, also, uh, the newest addition to the one sheet, uh, your giving back ratio. So if we took your 172 and your 150, and that makes 325, right? Uh, so let's say you made 325 grand last year. You, if you gave back 32,500, your giving ratio is 10%. If you gave back three grand, 250, your giving ratio is 1%. Am I making sense? Yes. What is Mark Schwager's scroll number five giving ratio? So I don't have an exact number, but I would guess it's around the 15% because it's around $21,000 for last year. Wow. Well, wait a and minute. Then, no, no, no. Because if it was thirty-two-five, it'd be ten percent. So you're like seven and a half percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's which is good. Seven and a half percent is good. You know, some of these schmucks yeah. are at zero. Well, I would, I would, I would make an argument that uh, personally is is one number, and then uh, what I contribute in the capacity of raising money Ooh. would be another number. Uh, I don't I haven't calculated that totally, but. I would say, like for recently, we're 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 raising money for the Special Olympics in Maryland, and our goal is uh, is is ten thousand dollars. And uh, if we raise ten thousand dollars with the five GoBundance gentlemen that we have, 
since I've organized it, does that count as me giving that ten thousand dollars, or would that be a you know a combination effort? So I guess you have to look. Wow. Well, somebody get Moby on the phone. I mean, get uh, Mike McCarthy on the phone because uh, we need to find out if uh, giving counts. Yeah, because uh, you have. I mean, if uh, we need to find out if raising counts, you know. Right, does, right. does his Mike does his raising money count in his give back ratio? I'm sorry to call you Moby, but you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, nobody listens to techno. Let's get into some of this here. So, um, give us your life story, Mark, from the day you were born till today. All right. Well, 1970s when uh, when I was born uh, in a small town in. Uh, New York called Carmel. It's about an hour above uh, the city, about an hour north. That's really where I developed a love for nature and winter sports uh, growing up, uh, basically in the woods. Uh, you wouldn't think you were an outside, outside an hour of uh, New York City uh, growing up where I did. But uh, it's just a fantastic place. I had a lot of uh, uh, deep roots with the community. My parents and uh, my mom and dad are still together. I still live in the same house. And when I go up there, it's just very nostalgic. And I still love going up there. But um, after you know, 21 years of living in, in New York, I decided to kind of uh, you know, take off and, and do something more exciting somewhere else. So um, that uh, brought me up to a well-known school in Western Maryland called Frostburg State University. Pat, you know well. Indeed, and- I do. <laughs> Met some uh, some really cool uh, some really cool people there uh, for a small school. It was just a uh, captivating place. It uh, it was is business, and uh, I went there for for business as well as because they had a good track team, Division three track. Um, I was uh, fairly accomplished in the uh, track and field. Yes, arena. do you, do you, do you have a um, do you have any records that you set and are displayed in the Frostburg Bobcat Gym? I have a record at uh, my high school. It still stands at, uh, <laughs> right? at, 13, at 13 feet. I did the pole vault, which is kind of a unique are, event. Are you in and, a trophy uh, case? I'm, I'm on a plaque. You're on a plaque. So <laughs> you did 13, you know, 20-some years ago. It has yet to be beat. Uh, yes. And then in, What's going on uh, over there at that school? I know, right? At Frostburg, I did 14. There was no records there because once you get to college level, it's a little, little bit more tense. But um, that's, that's my, uh, my claim to flame there. And then uh, I pledged a fraternity up at Frostburg and decided I didn't want to be a track guy anymore because I'd rather hang out and, and have some fun. So uh, <laughs> pledged tall cap epsilon and then uh, became Theta Chi after we lost our charter and uh, was one of the founding members there and, and president um, of the fraternity. And just thought I had a great time there. It was just one of those things where it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a captivating place. It's, uh, I, I own several homes now for, for renting to college students now up there. That's how much I like it. How many houses do you own up there? So we have seven houses uh, with about 40, 42 units, uh, which create a passive income stream for us. And we bought the first one about uh, 12 years ago and, with our own money and have not sunk a dime back into that company. So it, uh, it just continues to, to, to flourish and, and buy additional real estate opportunities for us. And it's interesting real estate too, right? Because the kids pay Per semester, it's not a monthly rent, right? They just stroke a big check twice a year. Yes, and that, that creates some sometimes some cash flow challenges because you have you know replacing roofs and do, doing crazy stuff up there because it's it's like the Arctic Circle up there, and as far as where it is geographically in the mountains, so uh, you do have to manage the money, and uh, you know sometimes an opportunity comes up. Uh, and you want to you want to throw twenty thirty grand at something, and then you realize, wow, I got to make sure that you know we got enough in here to to manage the expenses for the for the semester. 
That's awesome. Okay, and so then, then you you know through that. And by the way, little uh, mem- uh, whatever you want to call it, trivia question here. This could show up somewhere. But myself, Mark, and Pat Cullinane, all were in the same fraternity. As was John Fickle, who's an M1 member. So there's four of us. You might have noticed us. We were the only ones dancing the Dropkick Murphys at the party at Whistler. <laughs> Couldn't understand why anybody else wasn't uh, headbutting. But just the four of us, and um, so, anyways. But uh, right, is that we, that's how we got four fraternity guys, right? Or is that, yeah. Is there anybody yeah, else? We got We got to get more. We do. It <laughs> seems to be a, a, a good thing for the for the organization. Uh, and that, that's, and that's, right. Uh, that's right. That's right. The, the, the fun end of that factor. party was phenomenal. <laughs> that's right. So after Frostburg, I decided instead of doing uh, like what a lot of my buddies were doing, where they were sitting on the beach and smoking weed and uh, lifeguarding, I decided to go and. Uh, get a job as a door-to-door salesperson for Electrolux vacuums, which I still am passionate about today. I love the product and uh, it's it's an awesome vehicle for being clean. So I, I still have, I just installed a central vacuum into my, in my new home, my dream home I just purchased. And it uh, just got me on the, on the, on the kick of, uh, of sales. So uh, after that stint, I went to um, ADP, which is a payroll provider nationally. Uh, automatic data processing, got some great training there, and uh, then worked for a, a smaller firm uh, for 10 years by the name of Paystaff, and that really got me in the zone of what I want to do uh, for, for a career. And after 10 years of working for a phenomenal company, what I decided that uh, me and my, my partner, Scott, who was another sales guy at the time, went out and did our own thing in 2008. And then what, a, what an aha moment when you, when you, when you jump into that kind of arena of, of self-employment and uh, the opportunities are just endless. So uh, it's been a great ride uh, from 2008 to, to now and uh, just very blessed and, and very humbled that, that I have the experience and the, and the support network to, to make this whole thing flourish for us. Yeah. And now nine years later, what's your company look like today? Like how many employees, how much revenue, what are you doing there? Yeah, so we have two. Uh, we have two divisions. We have a, a sales division out in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, with six employees, and they are the unit that drives the organization. Obviously, because it's sales, and as Brian Tracy would say, nothing happens unless a sale takes place. Whoa. So uh, we've we've uh, kind of you know really got into that mentality that this is a sales driven organization, and everything surrounds the sales engine. So we we've embraced that, and and that's really. One of the reasons why I think we're so successful, because you have a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners where they never really sold. They just have a good idea and they go out and they start a company and they're very much into the service end of the thing. And then when the salespeople come and and do all their things and and they don't see eye to eye with that. And that creates a lot of friction where now me and my partner that are by their salespeople can massage that service to sales friction and make sure it comes out okay because we understand both sides but we are at the end of the day understanding that that sales engine needs to be distanced from any any you know service related activities and just do what they do best go out and get on the freaking pavement and and, and rock and roll and close deals <laughs> i love it i love it i love it and and here's the thing so i was able i was lucky in that um, in 2008 i was I was uh, downsizing my real estate business as a result of a shitty market, and Mark decided to move from the S quadrant, as Kiyosaki would say, to the B quadrant, self-employed, to business owner, and 
Him and his partner Scott reached out to me. I helped fund their company. I now own 20% of the company. Mark and Scott actually moved in to some uh, dead space that I had that I was renting where I used to have agents in it and uh, the agents had all gotten out of the business or what have you. And so they started Infinity HR in a a little box area with with leftover furniture that I had there and... uh, just the two of them. Then they started to add employees one at a time, and now they've uh, grown to in- incredible heights. I always tell Mark I had a beginner's luck with that investment because that was mm-hmm. that was a. Uh, I started, you know, getting discouraged with real estate and said I want to invest in companies or other things, and that's when he called me and said, "Hey, you mentioned this when we were hiking. Do you want to maybe help us start this company?" And uh, if you read The Alchemist, uh, one of the points in The Alchemist is beginner's luck. You know, I've invested in in 15 other companies then, since then, and most of them have fucking bombed, right? So so, so I definitely had beginner's luck in the uh, investing in a small company when when, um, Mark gave me that opportunity. So uh, thank you for that, Mark. Yeah, man. Law of averages. You should have been. You should have went one and done them. Yeah, I should have, <laughs> should have cleared my money off my table. Went back to the hotel room, bought a movie, and uh, and uh, not left the casino hotel room after that one. But uh, that's not I how think, life works, you know. I think I'm still sitting at one of your desks right now, actually. <laughs> See your frugal business on it. That's great. All right, buddy. So where, where's Mark Swag want to be in ten years? So in 10 years, I got a couple of really, uh, you know, cool goals um, from a just, you know, standpoint of where I want to be in life. Uh, I want to have Infinity HR, which is the main company that we run right now, get to 50 million. We are at 10 and a half to 12 right now, depending on how you look at it. And we have a recurring revenue model doing that being that we do payroll and benefits and insurance products. So we have a captive workers comp policy that we have over in Bermuda with about 7 million bucks in it. So there's there's some really, there's some really cool stuff going on right now. And the way we're growing and marketing through brokers, uh, my good friend, Ryan Hughes is one of those out in California. Uh, people like Ryan, uh, create opportunities for us in the, in what we call the PEO space, the professional employer organization space that, uh, you know, we have like a hundred Ryan's running around the the United States right now that are looking for opportunities. So we feel like this is going to be a realistic target. And uh, just waiting for the knock on the door one day to say, hey, man, company's worth 50 million. This is what we're going to give you and, uh, and cash out and then do some really cool shit. Boom, you know, boom money, shakalaka. Money, money makes uh, a bad man worse and a good man greater. Right. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm playing on. I'm doing great. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, guys, if you're listening. So. So, Mark, like what? Like what? Let's say somebody's listening and they're saying, shit, you know, uh, Ryan fucking's a great guy. Mark is is a badass. I love those guys. I trust them. I'd love to do some biz with them. But like, what exactly can you guys do for those listening? Yeah, so uh, for, with our broker program, we basically just look for referrals. Anybody that owns a company that has, uh, you know, a, a good growth rate and is moving in the right direction, that's looking to save money on either workers' comp insurance, the benefits they offer their employees, uh, the, the streamlining of our administrative products is basically payroll benefits and human resources. So we're an offsite HR department for small companies. So really any company that's looking to grow and not focus on the crap, meaning the administrative functions of mm. dealing with employee paperwork, questions on, hey, my deductions are messed up, my 401k plan isn't right, all those things we 
uh, a company's outsourced to us so that they can focus on what they make money in doing in, in their core business. Soup to nuts. Yeah. I like it. I like and good we, stuff. And, and we pay 20% on referral. So that's, you don't have to pay oh, a specific. Oh, hey. hey. Hey, and um, you're in all, all states in the U.S., any, right? All yeah, every, every state at this point except for Hawaii. So I'm looking for that first customer. In Hawaii. So yeah. you mean you're doing payroll for people and, and helping people in every state today except for Hawaii. But you can do Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. And then Canada's tax system is so screwed up you probably can't. Well, we have a we have a partner called PEO Canada that actually uh, uh, that actually facilitates their. So you the can same do service. Canada. You yes, can do Canada. Canada. Okay, well, hey. we have three or four customers in Canada right now. There you go. They've got three or four customers in Canada, so they're a multi. Uh, what do you call it? International. International. Infinity mm-hmm. International. You need to change the name. Bam. Infinity, Infinity International. Double I. I squared. Yeah. So uh, that's that's my my first uh, real ten year uh, goal. Uh, my second one is I wanna I wanna model what you've done, Pat, and I wanna have my own little incubator. Uh, and my goal for the next ten years is to have a half a million dollars in passive mm. income coming in from those opportunities. So I wanna invest in smart people, and I wanna grow that business so that I can uh, help uh, young entrepreneurs with my cash and uh, benefit from their efforts. Well, I hope you get beginner's luck like I did. And I can certainly give you tons of advice, including, you know, don't uh, stay away from the weed space. I have four companies I invested in and and two are dead. One guy's aren't even returning my email. They haven't declared bankruptcy, but they're not returning emails, so I don't know where the hell they are. Um, but anyways, you ought, to, you ought to send Bo Eckstein over there with a bat. Yeah, <laughs> Bo Fit. I need to send with Bo Fit. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna start outsourcing a little Bo Fit. <laughs> um, all right, buddy. So all right, so let's talk about pillars, buddy. You got uh, you know the pillars, right? We yeah. got age-defying health. We got horizontal income. The genuine contribution relationships, accountability, and bucket list. Um, uh, which one of these do you suck at? Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm decent in, in most of them. I think the one I need to work on most is my contribution pillar. Uh, I, don't, uh, uh, I don't think about enough opportunities that I could really be playing my strengths into to helping others. Um, I do have, uh, you know, I, I, I think I dabble in it. Uh, I think I just uh, I set my bar pretty high on on all levels, and I think I, I just need to work on my my contribution pillar. So I would I would offer up any any GB brother that that has opportunities where they need somebody that's either in a money or a time format that uh, that wants to just hang out and, and and help me grow there. I would I would uh, I would love the opportunity. Uh, there you go. I'm I'm glad you said that. I, I mean, I need to add that to the question and 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 like how can you know members? Oh, I do. It's on there, huh? How can members <laughs> help elevate? There you go. Cool. Yeah. Well, you heard like it you, here. You, like, <laughs> like you, you helped me by inspiring me to to adopt a little brother in Baltimore. And honestly, yeah. man, that's one of the, the coolest things that I've done. Um, I think you know everybody's like, oh, that's so great that you do that. You know, it's 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 probably helping him a lot. And my response to that is, you know what? That kid's helped me ten times more than I could ever help him. Yeah, it's like that dog rescue bumper sticker that says, "Who saved who?" You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, let's then, then let's talk about the good stuff. Which what's your best pillar? You think? What do you excel at? So I think um, both the health and the the uh, the extreme accountability are, mm. are my strong points. Um, I, I'm really into maintaining a level of, of vitality and energy that uh, I feel like it's a strength for me. 
I feel like people people feed off that that energy. And in order to, to have that on a daily basis, you really need to be healthy. You really need to be fit. Uh, and uh, and I think that comes out of my personality. So and and that and that helps me be more accountable to everything else. So that makes me want to get up and do something, hold somebody else accountable, call them on their bullshit. It, uh, it's, a, it's a level of intensity that I think I, I have because of my, my fitness. There you go. Call him, call him a false prophet of the highest order. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. Well, you guys are really taking it up a notch. You know, there's like 20 of you doing that, doing the Iron Man. It's a half Iron Man. Yeah, it's a half Ironman, and that's, I'll tell you what, man, I never, I, it was on my bucket list, but, you know, again, the, hanging out with these guys, when you go to these events with GoFundance, it's like, I didn't think I was going to be doing that this year. I'm like, that's one of those things where it's on your list, and you, you don't think about until, you know, somebody calls you out, and sitting around the room with all these guys, you know, like uh, Aaron and uh, Aaron West and Aaron, Aaron Emmesvegi, and um, I forget who else was there, but they were all just talking about this, and and I had a couple of glasses of wine. I mean, at that point, I'm like, you guys are a bunch of pussies. I'll do that shit. And then they were like, all right. And then, and then all of a sudden, I get a Facebook invite the next day. And they're like, hey, welcome Mark Schweiger. And I'm like, what? What are, what are, you, what are you talking about? So it's like, really, it's fun stuff. Welcome man, Mark Schweiger. <laughs> He's in. in. <laughs> I, I hired a trainer, and I've been swimming in a freaking pool every day and, and biking. I've never biked on a road before. I'm having the best time in my life just biking on a road. I'm like, this is really cool. So, man, it's uh, – Now you're it's, officially it's, one of those guys, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it's going to turn out for me, but you know what? I'm going to have a fucking blast training for it. <laughs> oh man, I was telling Aaron on the last podcast. I want to go out there and film it. I think it'll. It's like almost like a reality TV show right there. Twenty. Yeah, and you, and you see the videos. Doing the you see the videos of like Dan Grebe was out at the site last week doing you know 58 miles or whatever he did. I mean, what an impressive story, <laughs> man. Shit. I mean, God, it's 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 inspiring to see these guys what they do. Dan wants to come in first to that thing, man. And he's, <laughs> he's gone no at joke. this rate, man. He's no joke. All right. So, you know, what brings Mark Swagger joy? So I have a couple of things that really excite me and get me pumped up. And, uh, and I think you know one of them, Pat. It's, 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 it's festivals. One, one, one thing that really takes precedence in my life from a fun standpoint is festivals and being around lots of people in any type of format, whether it be a music festival or a, uh, a wine festival or just uh, like that Oktoberfest thing that we did. And you, I know you guys kind of, you know, took, took one of my bucket list items and made it a, a go bonus trip. And I yeah. tell you what, that was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. It was awesome. We dressed up, um, you know, just, just everybody's happy at a festival. Right. And, and the, the other one is making people smile. It's, there's nothing, uh, more, more Everybody was happy at that one. Cause they were fucking smashed. Yeah. Including that, Tim, that including Elder <laughs> Tim Road, preposterous behavior. Who doesn't drink? hadn't drank in like fifteen years, and then he decided to, he said, "I'll drink because this is Swagger's bucket list item, and it's so close to his heart. I'm gonna <laughs> drink with you guys." Next thing you know, he did drink like seven of these massive things, and me and him were God, I'm head butting around. I think they had us on leashes at the end of the day. Yeah, he paid for that dearly with his, uh, with his back injury, too. <laughs> that was a great one. And then we did the uh, tomato. Uh, tell the guys about the tomato fest that you, me, and uh, Tim did. Yeah, so hiking uh, five or six days on the uh, Camino de Santiago, which is the trail uh, from uh, running from uh, France uh, all the way to the end of uh, Spain, along top of the, the continent there. And... Um, 
it was phenomenal. I mean, we went through Pamplona where they did the running of the bulls, ended up in the, the uh, Venice, or excuse me, uh, Valencia, where they have the world's largest uh, tomato fight, uh, La, Tom La Tomatina Festival. La Tomatina, La Tomatina. Yeah, and what a freaking event, man. I mean, it was unbelievable. Just just hundreds of people in a in a crowded street uh, being like dumped tomatoes on by these big garbage trucks and just for hours just hanging out, drinking beer, having fun and throwing tomatoes at each other. It's just uh, doesn't get any cooler than that. <laughs> yeah, that was extreme. And there was some extreme um, – tell them about how like there was no – place to pee yeah so you're sitting there and you know having a couple of beers in the morning and, and getting ready for the festival and there's so many people that you can't literally go to the bathroom so you had to go in your pants so all day long i was just peeing down my leg <laughs> and i'm thinking everybody else has to be doing the same thing so after <laughs> yeah. a while we're just throwing sewage on each other at some point i thought to myself, oh i didn't even think of that yeah you hit me <laughs> yeah. right in the face with that tomato <laughs> At least you had your goggles on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We had goggles. It was so bad we had these goggles on, these swimming goggles on. Oh, we were disgusting at the end of the day. And and by the way, I didn't pee. I held it. I didn't I didn't drink. That was the thing. I, I, I drank with breakfast some coffee and then I said, I'm gonna just, you know, withhold drinking anything. Of course I was I was quite parched by the time we finished, but but luckily I didn't have to pee because uh, Yeah, that was a, that was a smart move. Yeah. So listen, I created this thing. I found this thing recently and I'll post it on the GoBundance Elite page, but it's um, it's called the Sevens. And they have the seven continents, uh, the seven wonders of nature, the seven wonders of the world. And then they have the world's top seven celebratory experiences. And um, I said, wow, this is this is probably Schwager's bucket list item because he loves Festival. So let me let me run do, through the seven here. Tell me of which one of these you've done, or did you plan on doing in the future? The first one's Oktoberfest. We uh, just talked about that. Check right. Burning Man. Have not, but uh, would would love to go with a group of uh, like-minded individuals to experience that. Yep, we can get an entrepreneur, rich guys that like to do epic shit tent. You know, and uh, yeah, and then uh, San Fermin Festival, which is running with the bulls. I would definitely do that. I would. Uh, I would probably gear up for that one, meaning uh, some some cool, uh, some sort of protective uh, things. <laughs> While I'm running, I, I would be the guy with shoulder pads and, uh, and and full full gear. Yeah. So that that's in Pamplona, and of course, Burning Man's in Nevada, USA. Number four is Carnival in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. What's your thought on that one? You've done that. I plan on doing that, and I just sent you a text with uh, the one and only beer train that goes from uh, a town in Brazil to uh, nearby where where that festival is. Oh, dur during Carnival? Now, it, well, it's it, it operates all the time, but there's a it's a it's a thirty car beer train that each car has its own separate brewery and and makes their own uh, makes their own beer, and it's a it's a like a an hour and a half long excursion but i thought that would be kind of cool to to dovetail in with uh, the carnival yeah of course yeah i mean well 
I hope they they got a light beer because that Mexican, I mean that German beer was uh, was too strong. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just teasing. Hofbrau, yeah, that's Hofbrau, tough. yeah, that um, All right, so um, yeah, so you want to do that? That's in Rio de Janeiro. What about the crime there? I mean, are you worried about you know getting mugged, jumped, or whatever? Do you need to bring a bodyguard? I mean, we, we go abundance. We got some money, you know. We could just pay for pay for a couple of bodyguards. We could do that. Or, or is that not wait? necessary? I mean, do you we know anything about wait, that? Man. You know what? I'm a firm believer that you project the universe how you want to be treated. So if you are in a zone like that and you're awesome to everyone, you've probably got about a, a you know 1% shot of have running into an asshole that really wants to take advantage of you. That's, that's my opinion. I've yeah, never yeah, had a challenge. Yeah. Right. So, so all yeah. And that's why Ryan Lochte... He made all that shit up, so yeah. there's really no crime down there. But, uh, okay, so, uh, and then number five, Mardi Gras. They ever done that? Done. Check it off. Done. Boom. So if you've done one in five. Number six is Day of the Dead in Mexico City, Mexico. That's the one with, um, uh, there was a movie on that with, uh, I forget who was in it, but it uh, look, looks pretty cool. I've never, yeah, uh, Day of the Dead. Everyone dresses up in like these outfits i guess like these dead you know those mexican dead people outfits yeah yeah um you know the funny thing about this is my mom did that and she did it like when she was like 60 uh she went with a bunch of ladies i remember her telling me that they had they stayed in a small town and they had to walk into the festival and they had to walk like on these dirt roads for like two miles to get there that's neat yeah well uh, i have i have i have one is that is that the list no it's one more the glastonbury festival in uh, Glastonbury, England, huh. is number seven, which is like some, the largest music festival, you know, larger than South by Southwest and any of these other festivals that are out there, um, larger than, uh, what's the one, what's the rock festival, the um, Coachella, uh, okay. and, and, and those type of things. Larger than that, it's the it's supposedly it's the largest music festival with bands, you know, Rolling Stones and all the all the biggest bands come from all over the world and the Glastonbury Festival. So I think I think you should put a poll out to all the GB brothers with all those events and, and uh, everybody vote on it and that that'll be uh, that'll be our next trip. One a year. Yeah. Yeah, you got five to go. That's great. Okay, cool. So all right, so I got two. I got two out of the five. Yes, two out of two out of seven. You got seven. Sorry, the sevens. All right, so um, you know, tell everybody about what you do with Brooke, Courtney, and Heidi, your three daughters, every year with the father daughter one on one trip. Because I think a lot of people don't do this, and I think they need to do this. So, would, would you mind uh, sharing a little bit about that? Sure, I'd be happy to. And that's actually one of the uh, ten year goals of mine is to have 30, 30 one on one trips in the next 10 years, uh, one for each daughter. Uh, and I started this uh, about five years ago or six years ago when, uh, when me and my wife split up. Uh, I, wanted, uh, I wanted my kids to have uh, their father present in their lives and um, didn't know where you know, me and Patricia were gonna be headed. So I wanted to start off something doing really special at least once a year with them that's just one-on-one. -on -one. Cause when you have all the kids together, usually they're all at each other's throats and they're you know, whining. I have three girls, so there's a lot of whining going on at all times. So it just interrupts the, you know, the, the, the genuine kind of feeling you want to, you want to, you want to bring to a family event. So I, uh, I, I went on a one-on-one -on -one adventure with each of the girls 
Uh, we've done some really cool shit, like just go to you know a Mexican uh, Riviera resort. Uh, me and Courtney went on a, a hike through Cape Breton Island a couple years ago and went to the, the Prince Edward Island Festival, Country Music Fest, and saw Blake Shelton. Uh, we camped out and we we just uh, we lived uh, on the on the shore for three days straight, nothing but tents and uh, hiking around. It was really cool. Um, my youngest daughter's ten now, so she likes beach resorts. So we went down to Tampa and saw the winter uh, dolphin uh, tail uh, winter. Uh, the the uh, aquarium there and, and had a couple days there. So we, so we basically, the premise is I, I let them pick the vacation and then I design a trip around it, like almost like as the travel agent. So they tell me where they want to be. And, um, this year, uh, my youngest wants to go to Ellen. So I'm uh, currently looking at an opportunity to, to see that. Um, if I can work it out with my ticket broker, my, my, my middle Courtney, she wants to do something up in Canada. So we're going to go hike the, um, uh, national park in Canada for a couple days, just out in the woods. And, and uh, we usually end up at a nice resort at some point, but uh, I like to experience nature with them. I, I think that's just one of the really cool things about life is, is getting just you and the woods and, uh, and, and, and your family. And it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been an awesome adventure. So I hope to continue on with those trips. And as they get older, I'm, I'm assuming they're not gonna wanna spend as much time with daddy, but as long as I get that one trip a year in with them, I feel like I'm, I'm doing something really magical for them. Yeah, that's awesome. And you inspired me to go with my youngest Kaylee uh, hiking last year, just a one-on-one trip. And I'm I'm trying to do that now with both of them are in college. I'm trying to do that now this year with both of them. My older one wants to go to Las Vegas, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's definitely inspirational. And uh, kudos to you for getting that done. Thank you, man. What would you say? Like speaking of like vacations, I mean, like what what uh, what's the best vacation you ever took? Uh, I have three that are kind of tied. I can't really figure out which one's the best just for different reasons. My honeymoon was up until meeting, you know, the GoBundance crew and, and, and doing these adventures. My honeymoon was by far the, one of the best trips I've ever been on. Me and Patty took two weeks off. Uh, we, we went to uh, uh, Hawaii and visited three of the islands. And we had a, we rented either a Jeep or a convertible on every island. And we just didn't, we spared no expense. I think at that time, which was uh, year 2000, we spent like 12,000 bucks on an all inclusive deal. And it just, it was, it was phenomenal. We hiked and saw waterfalls and just, uh, you know, we were young and dumb and didn't really care at that point. And <laughs> I just, I hope to have more of those days in my life. That's great. And, and so, uh, you know, you mentioned this, you alluded to this earlier, and I want you to finish this uh, thought here, or the story. So talk a, a little bit, if you don't mind, about, you know, how you and Patty broke up and now you got back together. Yeah, so uh, we had a, you know, a spell where her father passed away, and it was uh, one of those things where she didn't really know how to, how to, how to process it and uh, kind of checked out mentally for, for a period of time and uh, didn't include me. So she... Uh, she gave me uh, kind of a, you know, I don't want to be, uh, I don't I don't want to be with you anymore. So it was, uh, and I thought everything was perfect. So you can, you can see writing on the wall sometimes. And, um, you know, it was one of those things that really, truly surprised me. And we had, you know, at that point, three daughters. So uh, we broke everything down. We, uh, we, we totally separated. Uh, we did the kids uh, week on week off for a period of uh, two, roughly two years. And uh, that's where kind of, uh, you and Dave and uh, and Tim took me in and kind of rescued me <laughs> by uh, taking me out to Matt Whitney that one time. And I just, uh, you know, after hanging out with you guys for a full weekend, hiking up 
you know, hiking up cliffs and, and talking about our lives. It was just, uh, it was an eye opening experience. So I worked uh, my ass off to get back to a, a family environment because I realized I wanted to, you know, have that, that energy and, and that experience back with, with my family. And, and we both came back full circle after being separated and, and realized that we don't want to be with anybody else. And uh, it all worked out together. And now we uh, we live in our dream home. We just purchased from uh, from Pat Hyman Real Estate Group last year, and uh, we're fully in the house. Uh, I'm designing my backyard uh, hot tub and deck project as we speak. And uh, Tim Road helped me out uh, with my dream home plan uh, about two years ago to help save money and really focus on having that vision so that uh, that, that that we can have something that's real. And uh, it was just. Uh, it's an awesome, it was an awesome adventure and uh, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't want to do it again, but um, <laughs> the, I made a, I made a list of 25 things I would have never done if me and Patty didn't split up for that oh, period really? of time. It's, it's some really cool shit on that list. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I guess it's good, you know, cause you're trying to see the positive in it, right? Well, I it just, I, I'm just growing as a, as a, I'm, I'm way more. Uh, round, rounded individual and balanced because of that experience. You and, got uh, so like on that list of twenty five. Like, give me a couple examples. So I would have never. I thought people with tattoos are clowns, and that that was the stupidest thing ever. I got a fucking killer tattoo on my arm, and I love it still. And and it's just one of those things that I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna tattoo. I bought a gun, and I learned how to shoot a gun really well. So now I I, I own a I'm a I'm a firearm guy, right? Because at first I had a little rage in me, so that was one of the reasons. But I actually <laughs> I, I I feel more confident now because I have a you know a gun in the house that uh, myself and and everybody knows how to use. So. Uh, little stuff like that. I would have never went on the, that trip with you guys and met abundance if uh, you know if this didn't happen to me. Just uh, the one-on-one trips. Uh, you know, I could I could go down the list. I, I, wow. Like I said, I, yeah. So I so yeah. I mean, and so that's interesting. So you take it like you take a negative, you made it positive, and you guys are truly you know in love, back in love. I I you know I spent the whole you know the whole thing with you, the whole book. I've been there every chapter, and and uh, you guys you know were truly. Your marriage was dead. I mean, you you divorced officially. It was closed. It was a. I remember the day that the attorneys, you know, came to an agreement. You know, you and I went out and had a drink because it was like, you know, that day was over and done with. And then, uh, lo and behold, you know, you guys get back together. And Kim and I have been out with you, you know, several times in the last couple of months. We've been over to your house a couple of times and you guys are truly, you know, in love. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's an awesome thing. I think it's a, the best thing for you, the best thing for her, best thing for the kids. And uh, uh, kudos to you. Thank you, man. Yeah, we, bro- we broke it down to its bare essentials. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll equate, equate it to, you know, an analogy where, you you know, when you're a kid, you you know, build this awesome block fortress and it took you like, you know, a day to do. And, you know, you're your cousin comes over who's a big bully asshole and fucking kicks it down as soon as he walks in the door and you're like, whoa, that, that sucks. But you build it all back up again because that's what you do. Yes. Yeah. Good analogy. So what do you got? Uh, what do you got? What else you got on your bucket list? So bucket list items that I want to uh, highlight is I'd like to see the Northern Lights, whether it be in some Scandinavian country or Alaska or somewhere cool that I've never been. Um, that would knock out a state that I haven't been to too. So I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to hit that. I want to hike the Appalachian trail in, in its, in, it, in its entirety. 
And I don't know when I can do that because, you know, obviously there's that's a, it's like a, it's a four to seven month gig, yeah, right? For yeah, average is like five and a half months, I think. There is a family component, but I think if you structure it right, I'm going to be one of those guys that does it the pampered way. We'll call it the Dave Osborne way because I want to be able to <laughs> take a break. I take a break every five or six days where I go to this nice place. I go to a spa, get, you know, get all, you know, back to back to normal and then hit the trail again. So I might take a little bit more. I might spend a lot more money, but you know what? That's the way I want to do it. And I can scratch it off at that point. That's cool. Uh, I, w- I want to RV all 50 states in my RV. So that's going to be something that me and Patty do. Uh, I would imagine with or without the kids, whether they well, fly and meet us these places. But well, Aaron, Aaron uh, has got that on, on, on his uh, list too as a matter of fact in the last podcast and uh, so it looks like it's going to be a race yeah cool well actually uh, me and daniel ramsey are going to be meeting at an rv park uh before the go abundance event in wyoming this year where we're going to see the solar eclipse so i'm going to go from baltimore he's going to come from sacramento we're going to meet at an rv park and have a big fucking party right before the uh the event wait a minute an, uh, oh, okay so are you driving your rv there yeah, I'm taking uh, the family from Baltimore to uh, somewhere around there. We're going to meet at the national park that uh, promotes uh, kind of having how lo- fun. How long is that? How long is how long is that trip from Baltimore to Wyoming in, in an I, it RV? De- it depends on how you structure it, but I'm going to take probably three to four days doing that. You must love to drive. <laughs> well, I don't mind driving, and if it's in a nice RV, that's even better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you're going to drive up. And then uh, you're gonna you and you and the Ramsey family are gonna blow it out. Yeah. Your daughters can corrupt his daughters, and then you're gonna see the solar eclipse. Now you're gonna drive back. Or you're gonna fly back. Uh, we're gonna fly back. Okay. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And uh, then my ultimate family trip is uh, Buckalister. I'm gonna be flying to uh, Whistler, uh, British Columbia, and enjoy that area for a week. Then we're going to fly to Hawaii on a week or two week long adventure in Hawaii. And then we're going to end up in Australia. That's a nice trip. So that's going to be a family adventure. And whether the girls have kids and families already, I don't really care. We're just going to make it. Up. We're, going to, we're going to pull a, pit, a Tim Road and just say, I don't care what the cost is. Fuck it. We're going to do it. Yeah, you have to. I mean, as I'm- the famous Rock Thomas says, <laughs> say yes and make it happen. Damn. Break it down, Rocky T. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, finally, and Mark Yeagy's going to call on me, uh, call me out on this because uh, he called me out in, the, in Whistler. But I am going to learn the flit fiddle well enough to play in a band. Holy dirt! I'm going to be the next fiddler in a country band. Okay, wait a minute. Do you have musical talent? I do not, and that's what makes this more special. Have you have you ever tried to play the fiddle? I uh, I am uh, I wouldn't say proficient, but I can play the trumpet, which is a brass instrument. <laughs> yeah, we know what a trumpet looks like. Now. <laughs> what what? And a fiddle is like a little tiny guitar, right? Uh, no, it's more of a violin. But oh, it's a yeah, uh, a little tiny like Charlie Daniels band type of violin. Right, that's what he plays, right? right? The, sound, the sound on it, man. When you got somebody that's good, if you listen to a good country song, there's nothing, nothing like a fiddle. Oh, I'm thinking of a ukulele. No, yeah, helped. Charlie Daniels. He had one of those. The devil went down to Georgia. It was that's about right. like two inches. Right. They put it on the shame. <laughs> yeah. You got it, buddy. That's gonna be me. <laughs> that's gonna be you. You're gonna be all right, buddy. I'll request Devil Went Down to Georgia. So, um, all right. So, what was the most brilliant day of your life? 
Brilliant. Wow. There's been so many of them, but I think one that's transformed me into who I am today was the day that uh, both Scott and I decided that, uh, well, he was fired. I quit voluntarily. My company <laughs> started to start Infinity and uh, it's, we've never looked back. It's just been a great ride. And uh, I, I, somebody, somebody was talking about being an entrepreneur and taking your first step into basically, you know, the, the full-time nine-to-fiver and going into a, a, a venture on your own. And it's like walking out on a diving board with a blindfold and somebody telling you to jump and not knowing if there's water in the pool or not. And I thought that was kind of a cool analogy because it really is because you, you don't really know what's going to happen, right? You don't know if your family is going to be taken care of or you're going to be able to to meet the expenses once your savings are, are out. So it was, uh, it was this very interesting ride yeah absolutely well you wrote it well son right. <laughs> all right cool so uh what so what are you investing in horizontally now like are are, are you still buying uh, properties college rentals uh you saving your money what are you doing yeah so after uh, after i had to, i had to you know save up a, a nice coin to to get into this dream home uh we're done with that uh and now i have a you know a, like a a uh, kitty that I'm that I'm throwing money into for a next opportunity. Uh, we've done a lot of reinvesting back into the company, uh, obviously because uh, I'm I'm more all over the board. My partner kind of grounds me a little bit, where he's like, "Look, dude, we do one thing really well, which is this outsourcing gig. Let's freaking dump our money into this and make it freaking rock and roll because it's going to grow exponentially." And it makes sense because I'm always the guy like you. I like to invest in other things. My ADD kicks in. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Weed investment. Let's do it. Or, you know, this this house over here. So I'm trying to focus more on on just not taking money out of the company and, and reinvesting it in, into our people. We have 45 awesome staff. I'm all about the culture stuff. I actually have an AI meeting with John Berghoff and Mike McCarthy after this uh, where we're going to actually have a full day summit of AI at my company to get everybody on the same cultural page as us. And uh, that's how we're going to grow this, this, this company. Uh, I just read the book, The Dream Manager by Matthew Kelly. I'm going to say that's one of the best books I've ever picked up in my life. Why? Because it makes you realize the power of good people and happy people. So when you can make people that are working for you in a capacity of just an employee realize their dreams and, and honestly connect with them on that level, dude, there is nothing more powerful than 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 having somebody uh, that you can help facilitate their dreams than, than, than that. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just an awesome, it's an awesome concept. And I think everybody really knows it. Um, but when you can facilitate it by, by actions that you're providing through your organization, I, I just think it just takes the whole company to another level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that'd be exciting. We'll have to, we should film that too. That'd be cool to watch. Sure. Yeah, so so I'm playing the dream manager at this point, and uh, at some point I'm going to be hiring somebody for that role. Uh, just to you know, I, I have to I have to prove it that it's going to work, and I, I want to, and it's something that I'm sincerely interested in. I really want to help people grow through through helping them you know manage their their life and their dreams, whether it be financial or you know I just want to go on a trip. You know, most people. Uh, you know, we hang out with all these badasses that are doing all this crazy shit and just living epic lives, but. There's a lot of people out there that that wanna wanna do stuff and they just don't know how, you know. Uh, the you know the Tim Rhodes of the world that are helping other people through one life fully lived and realizing their dreams. That's what's really cool, man. I mean, so so I'm doing it on a, on more of a small level just with my company, but uh, I, I really want to truly invest time into into helping people grow. 
That's great, buddy. That's great. Well, I'm sure you will. So let's uh, let's spin the wheel here, Marcus. Uh, we're gonna do, pick a random question from the GoBundance app. Are you Whoa. ready? Let's do it. Mark Swagger, describe a time when you had to make an unpopular decision. <laughs> this sounds like the cards, the original cards that you did. They, they are. They're the cards. They are the cards. It's the cards on the app. That's all. Yegi just took a, both decks of cards and put them on the on the app. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so um, yes, have you gotten this before? No, <laughs> on one no, of our I hikes. Haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that that the biggest, most unpopular decision that I that I had to make for me and my family was to uh, to totally separate from Patty and uh, and kind of pull apart my kids and my house and my world. And that was one of the most intense uh, decisions I've ever had to make. That was did not go over well with anybody that I talked to. Whether my, my you know my mom, we're strict Catholics and. That's just not a that's not a cool thing to, to do, and I could have wrote it out and just kind of went with the tide and 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 tried to figure it out. But I sincerely need the thought that we needed to have a drastic change to put us in an uncomfortable position, so that we would both realize how lucky we were, and, and it turned out to be one of the best decisions of my life. Yeah, I remember. Um, I I don't know how old they were, but do you remember this at a time when you asked them all three of your girls, you had them for the weekend or whatever, and you asked them a question like, um, "What do you guys like to do the most or the best or something?" Do you remember this? And and Heidi, what Heidi said to be a family again. Yeah. yeah. So your youngest daughter was like probably five at the time. Your, I think you asked them like, "What's their what's your favorite thing to do?" And she said, I don't care as long as we're doing it with both you and mommy. Yeah, that's the stuff that rips your heart out. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But, uh, well, good, man. Well, it was an unpopular decision, but you got 25 things uh, positive at it. And it all came back together. And now it's bigger and brighter than ever. And you have a a dream house with... uh, I went out, guys, I went over there. Uh, my wife and I went over there. We went out to dinner. Of course, nothing ends at dinner with the swagger. So he invited us back to his house. And, uh, you know, we opened a bottle of wine. And next thing you know, it's like 10 degrees out. He's like, swagger's like, I need to come outside and show you something. Uh, tell him what you just created that you had me uh, do. And I did that did do it successfully after a few times. I think twice in a row you got it. You nailed it. We have a professional axe throwing setup in my backyard where it's a, we have a huge uh, target uh, lined up against a tree, and we have uh, multiple axes that uh, you stand about thirty yards away, and you uh, it's like a it's like a big man's uh, dart game. <laughs> it's like a, where he does like a like one of these California oaks or something where they cut out like a. A donut, like a not not a donut, but a cut out like a a piece of it. It's like a foot wide, right? Yeah. And it's like yeah. four four feet, whatever you want to call it, in circumference or radius of four feet. And then yeah. you drew a red circle. I mean, how, what, how'd you come up with this? You drew like a red circle. <laughs> what is that? How'd you do that? Well, I, I mean, I saw it on uh, on YouTube for first because I was looking at uh, axe throwing, and then I'll, it's, there's a whole world of axe throwers out there that you know <laughs> any. 
anything that you can find, you can find. People I'm sure most of them are work. weirdos. So uh. yeah. So now, now, I, now I, uh, I just ordered a couple of uh, two-handed axes, which you have to come over for. They're double-sided, so you actually <laughs> throw, you throw them uh, like over your head. Uh, what? Over. With both yeah. hands? Are that heavy? Yeah. <laughs> it's both hands. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What? The, where, where did you get that big oak tree thing? Uh, just a local tree guy. He, he came and uh, I told him I, I, I flagged him down one day because I saw him riding around. And, <laughs> And uh, I said, "Hey, if you ever get a good one foot slap, I, you know, three foot, four foot." And he next day he dropped it right off in my front yard. I was like, "Cool." Did you pay him? Yeah, I gave him twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, and then you drew a huge <laughs> red circle on it, and yeah. you hung it up, and now it's now it's a dart throwing target board. Oh my yeah. god, that was amazing. Yeah, it was freezing out there, but I was determined to do it. I, you know, um, and we finally got it done. But uh, but that was a blast. You well, did well. And, and one thing I did learn that as hard as that is, when you see the movies like uh, you know, like The Patriot with Mel Gibson, as he's like, you know, uh, throwing an axe at a guy running away like from 50 yards and it hits him in the back and he falls down. That shit doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hits him in the back of the head. Right. And it just dies. What, ha- what happens? It really just bounces off. Right. <laughs> exactly. You hit him with the butt of the axe. And, <laughs> and, 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 he, and turns he turns around, around and kicks your ass. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs it and chops you up. Yeah. Well, I made another unpopular decision today, Pat. And if you had the video, I'd show you. I'm wearing my my uh, my Trump Make America Great Again socks. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, no one can see them. They're socks. <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was at I thought it was cool. I was at the gym yesterday, and uh, there was a bunch of guys playing basketball, and there was a. Clearly, the dude was like Muslim, like he had a long beard and long hair. He had it up in a turban, and he was a younger guy. He was probably 25, you know, 28 something. Clearly, you know, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he had a, a Trump Pence t shirt on playing basketball. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought it was interesting. So, yeah. So, anyways, that was my interesting moment from yesterday. So, anyways, Mark, listen, this has been awesome, brother. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being candid and sharing the ups and downs of your life, mainly the ups. And I look forward to having many more ups together as your brother from another mother and your GoBundance uh, brother in arms. So, uh, so keep up, keep doing what you're doing, and keep inspiring others, my friend. Yeah, Pat, thank you so much for being you and keep doing what you do, man. You, uh, you, you are leaving your mark on this world in a positive way. Indeed. Grab life big, bro.